0: Welcome everybody to the Florida State League Radio Network, happy to have you guys on the podcast today. Here back with another interview today as we are heading to spring training here with a lot of interviews, trying to get to, you know, get all our minor leaguers, minor league league guys on, uh, including the Florida State League players. And we are here today with another minor leaguer. We are here with Jeff Singer. He is a pitcher in the Phillies organization. Jeff, welcome to the podcast and welcome to the show.
1: Hi, how you doing? Um, yeah, definitely. I appreciate being on the show. Happy to be uh, talking
0: to you. Yeah, for sure, man. It's uh, exciting to always get a player on the show. And again, welcome to the podcast. So let's get right into it. My first question is: Describe your time in Clearwater. Um, obviously, you've had some time over the last few seasons, you know, in Clearwater. Just describe each of the times you were there, and how was it? And you know, what what were some positives from it? What did you like about Clearwater? So just kind of describe it in a whole. Well, you know,
1: Clearwater's a beautiful place. I love being there. Um, really lucky that's where the Philly Spring Training is and uh, the Florida State League at uh, Clearwater's home field at uh, Spectrum Stadium and stuff. So, you know, it's awesome there. I really enjoy it. Um, the weather's always great. Um, yeah, it's going to rain a few times, but that happens. But, no, I really enjoy it there. It's a beautiful town, beautiful city, um, a lot of fun stuff to do. Baseball-wise and off the field-wise, there's a lot of good food spots and everything, you know. And uh, being there, going into my fifth season, I played three seasons for uh, the Clearwater Freshers. So I'm basically, pretty sure where to go for uh, any food now, which is nice. And uh really enjoy playing there, being at that uh, facility and stadium, gorgeous. And uh, just being around a lot of Philly people, honestly. A lot of Philly people and Jersey people live in the Clearwater area. So it's pretty great getting to play down there every year.
0: Yeah, and it and it shows too with you know how big the crowds are at spring training and even during the the regular season for the Clearwater Threshers, it shows that you know they're really packing those houses and it shows there's a lot of people from you know the Philadelphia area and such that are you know being able to go to this game. So it's it's good to see and uh, you know it, it's good to see that the Phillies are on track. To, you know, become becoming a good and competitive team for years to come, especially inside their organization as well with all the talent you guys are having, uh, you know, with guys like you and and Mickey Moniak and and, and Adam Hazley and just so many great players Alejandro Arcane. Just a ton of great players have, you know, been, came through that Phillies organization, and there's even more coming through as it, it's one of the best organizations in the minor leagues. So, you know, it's great to see that the Phillies, you know, in, in their facilities, again, gorgeous, as you said. So it's definitely a, a fun time in Clearwater for sure. Uh, my second question to you is, what was it like being selected to the Florida State League All-Star Game in 2017? So in 2017, you were able to make it to the Florida State League All-Star Game. What was it like being able to be selected to that team? And what was it like, you know, the All-Star Game, I don't remember where it was exactly. I think it was in, was it in Tampa that year? I don't remember off the top no, of my head. it was in, uh it was in lakeland because the tigers just got their new stadium for spring training so it was their first
1: season there so and lakeland uh i think it's a gordon roger stadium it's a gorgeous stadium i love playing there you know it kind of gave me an arizona vibe honestly which i really liked but um no it was um definitely a great honor i was really excited to be a part of that had a great group of guys on that team um one of my best friends in the Phillies organization that's not there anymore was Drew Stankiewicz. He was selected with me, so, you know, it was really great to have him there, and he was in the Home Run Derby, so it was awesome. Like, it was just a great weekend. Well, not weekend because it was still in but It was a great three days for me. I, you know, I was something I'm always going to really remember. I at the time of my life, those three days, and it was a really cool opportunity.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and Drew Stankiewicz, a uh, really cool guy. I've gotten to know him over the last couple of years. He's been a really cool, a good friend of mine. Um, and he, yeah, definitely a really cool guy to be able to hang out with a lot. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's an all-star game, you know, even though it's a minor league all-star game, it's still a fun opportunity to be able to, you know, go out and be able to, you know, perform and, and, you know, it's such a true honor. Even if that's the only all-star game you ever made, at least you have that. Remember, you know, you know, that that was your only all, you know, that was your all-star game and you made it. And it's such a good honor to be have to have it. So I understand completely on that. Uh, my third question is, what got you into playing baseball? So you kind of have an interesting story. I hope this is right online. From what I read online and stuff, you know, you you never you didn't start out in the Phillies organization. You were drafted by them. You kind of had to play in independent leagues and stuff. Just kind of tell your story on how you got into playing baseball and really your journey to the Phillies organization. So that's kind of a two-part question, but just kind of explain your journey into the minor leagues, into the Phillies organization?
1: You know, um, I definitely took an alternate route. A lot of guys that are in the minor leagues and big leagues took. Um, Went to Gloucester County College, where I had a really good uh, two years. Then I went to Monmouth University, and just that wasn't really the place for me. Um, Finished at Rutgers-Camden University, and yeah, I wasn't drafted. So after I was done playing ball at Rutgers-Camden, I went and I – continue to work at dumpy Ford, the cardio ship facility that my dad works at i was working there as a lot guy you know trying to pick up the sales and part of it maybe and i was playing in a men's league with like a few guys i know a few like ex-pro ball guys but like not like it was a serious league but it was nothing close close to like indie ball or affiliate baseball but it was just to keep me playing and um through a couple times there and I got a call from the Camden River Sharks in the Atlantic League and the Camden River Sharks are now over they're now the New Britain Bees. but I got a call from them and they were they were honest with me, they straight up told me like, hey we need a lefty that's going to be able to eat up innings for us, we'll give you X amount of money for the rest of the season, there's only like a month and a half two months left of the season so I knew my role coming into it, I was going to go and eat up innings and just help the team out and you know I went there learned a lot from the guys because there's a lot of pro guys, a lot of ex-affiliate guys, a lot of guys that were indie ball grinders, you know, and uh, learned a lot from them. playing. I was probably one of the youngest guys in the league and I learned a lot from guys like Ryan Kulik, who's now the rutgers Camden head coach, played a few years with, in the Cardinals organization, the Rockies organization, and he just really took me under his wing and just really helped me out to where I was pitching really well there to where they turned me into a starter, get a few extra innings, some starts in for me, And, you know, after that, I was pitching pretty well, and, you know, still nothing going on with affiliate baseball, and I got invited to, like, a pro workout where me and my dad drove up to Bridgeport, Connecticut. It was, like, me and, like, 60 other kids, and I went there. I was one of the first guys to throw, and I threw pretty well. Um, Talked to the Yankees a little bit, and when the Phillies heard the Yankees were really interested, you know, I got a contract October 15th from the Phillies in 2016, and, uh, you know, it was just a dream come true. Like, the final dream is making it to the big leagues but right then and there it was an awesome dream that I accomplished you know I was really happy to just get a opportunity not with just an affiliate team but with the Phillies it was just really great for me so I signed with the Phillies and went to spring training in 2016 and now I'm going into my fifth year which I'm really excited
0: about yeah for sure and especially you know you know, working at your dad's car dealership, you know, at that point you probably were, you know, in a, in a sense where you were thinking, well, my baseball career is probably over, you know, well, maybe I won't get a deal. But obviously we've seen this progression for you over the last couple of years and you've been one of the better pitchers in the Phillies organization, you know, making the rise up and in such a quick time of period, you know. And since, you know, 2015 you said, you know, in five years' time you've made it to you've been in A before, you know, you've been – up to double a and such so you've really made an incredible rise in the last couple of years now from what i read is it true that you actually it was something said about you signing for zero dollars is that true or i saw something yeah, um, about no, it
1: being an undrafted, being an undrafted free agent guys like me we don't get really signing bonuses like if we're lucky to get one or two thousand dollars it's kind of like the guys at the end of the draft that are senior signs you know you don't get a lot of money in. Guy like me, yeah, I got a plane ticket to spring training, and honestly, I was I was really excited to get that. You know, sure. I understood the business part a little bit, and I got a contract to keep on playing professional baseball, so I was really excited for that. And yeah, I signed for
0: zero. That's insane. That's crazy, and it's great to see how you you know your career has just progressed. And you know, again, as I said, getting up to A and you just you're you know, it's incredible to see those types of stories happen because. In my opinion, those for guys like you, you know, you guys deserve it. You guys work your butts off each and every day to try and get better and get to where you want to be, which is in the minors and then to the major leagues. So it's great to see, you know, you still kept that dream alive. You still kept that hope alive, and it worked out for you. Now you're almost to the major leagues at this point. So it's pretty incredible. So congratulations on that. I'll have to say that is pretty incredible to hear uh my next question to you is what pitcher do you model your game after so do you have a pitcher that you grew up like watching at all when you were younger um do you Uh, have even a pitcher now that you model your game after who do you really model it after
1: when i was younger i was a big randy wolf fan you know watching him just like the vibe he would put out the bulldog he was on the mound i loved growing up and watching him you know going to Citizens Bank and watching them and pitch and everything. It was just a really cool experience. Um watching him, um, guys like Billy Wagner was another guy I really liked watching and trying to mimic his uh persona and pitching mechanics and everything. Um well you know, it's uh baseball for me is you gotta become a student of the game. So I yeah. look at as many pitches as I can see what they're working on now. I'm not gonna copy it but I'm gonna put it to where it's my own uh, my own craft and that's a big thing I preach the kids that I train is you got to adapt and become your own pitcher by looking at seeing what works for guys and maybe it'll work for you, but make it your own, mm-hmm. where you can develop a good routine, where you can develop a good idea of how you got to come about the game for yourself on a personal standpoint. Oh, but sure. Randy Wolf, Billy Wagner, Bumgarner, like any guys like that, I really enjoy just watching pitch and like try to see where their positioning is, where they get, how they release the baseball, what their mindset is, and stuff like
0: that yeah for sure and and again you know with you were talking about obviously you do you uh, coach kids and such so you know kind of telling them you know you you still want to work on you know you still want to build up your own game and stuff but also you want to be a student of the game by looking at other players and see how they you know perform on the field and you know how they conduct themselves on and off the field because it's a big thing those guys are that's why they're professional major leaguers they've you know they're they're the some of the best athletes in the game and they're also some of the best you know businessmen in the game as well you know they they do so much and they try and get themselves better and stuff and that's why they're in the majors as i said so you know it's it's really a big thing to be able to study the game especially a game that's changing so much you know there's so many things that are changing especially now in the minors with coming out with robo umps and stuff so there's a lot of things that are going to be you know that's why you really got to be a student of the game nowadays because you know it, it changes so much throughout the you know the last couple of years in the, in the minors and even in the majors so I understand that. Um, my next question to you is what is your routine before what is your routine before a game day? So before a game day do you have any like set routine when you come into the stadium? do you kind of just relax and keep to yourself? Do you try and stay loose and such? What are just some things that you do before a game?
1: well everyone's definitely different but for me personally you know say we have a seven o'clock game i'll be getting to like guys get to the field we'll have lunch at the stadium sometimes around like 12 30 one o'clock you know get around there for that eat lunch and just relax you know play some music and then um pitchers we'll just get into our uh tissue prep whether it's foam rolling band stretching just the dynamic stretches to keep your body loose do our arm care and uh our arm care program you know something to just uh work on our scabs work on our triceps work on our shoulders keep them loose and just um find what works for me and i know it's going to keep me in a good mindset throughout the day to where once my name's called to go pitch i'll be prepared so obviously it depends on the time of the game obviously for a 1 p.m game or a morning game it's a little different we do the same stuff but obviously more earlier mm-hmm. and like not as much day game uh night games you'll have more of a stand to mentally collect but you know it's just you got to develop your own routine and for me personally mine is just trying to be active don't just sit around all day to where i'll become stiff you know and whether it's just like being in the weight room hanging out the guys and sitting on a foam roller and just working out the muscles whether it's being in the training room and just taking like an ice or a hot bath or something like that stuff like that just to keep your body loose and you know watch film of the team you're about to play just do some scouting reports to stay in the mindset be ready to play but you also got to know when there's a time to relax and dealer from baseball you know some guys like to start their day on a seven o'clock game at around three o'clock some guys like to start their day for mindset at ten o'clock you know it's everyone's different but for me personally i like to stay active think about the game but also um think about stuff that i need to work on personally in baseball so for me you know, I like to take it day by day. Um, Sean Williams, our manager in AA, he's been my manager every year for at least one of the teams I played for. Every year I played, always said, take each day as if it's the last time you get to step on the baseball field, and I like to embrace that because a guy like me, I don't know when it's going to be my name to call and when I'm going home or when I'm going to get booted up again. So I just take it day by day and control what I can control and kind of throw away the uncontrollable.
0: Yeah, and – and actually that's funny because me growing up as a fan, I, I did go to a lot of Thresher games uh, the last couple of years. And as a fan, this is before I did the podcast, I, I would ask for like the lineup cards, you know, just for a fun, you know, it's neat to get all those type of stuff. I'm a, I am like collecting and all that. And, uh, and I always looked at that quote at the bottom of the lineup card and I'm like, that is such a great quote because that is a good way to, you know, think every time you step into a game and such because, you know, it's it's something where it makes you play harder it makes you want to play harder and perform well out on the field you know because it even in and even now in real life you never know when your last game is going to be you know if you have an injury or something that happens that could be your last game ever in your career so it's i love that quote from sean williams um and he's obviously could tell you it shows that he's had so much success probably by using that quote a lot because a lot of his teams in the last couple of years have made it to the postseason um, in the minor leagues. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, you know, just honestly, it probably all just depends on the type of player. Again, as you said, for you, you know, you kind of just, you know, you you just think about what you need to do as a player and be able to, you know, kind of help your game out. So, you know, again, it probably all just depends on the player. And it must be tough, you know, if you had a night game the night before, and then you have a morning game that must be a really tough transition for guys who are pitchers you know trying to transition through that especially in the minors because that happens a lot where they'll have a ten thirty game in the morning the next day but and they'll play like a seven o'clock game that must be a big transition and a you know a bit bit difficult for you guys to be able to kind of get prepared for that
1: you know it is um it could be difficult but we got a great trainer and um staff that really helps us get ready for the games mm-hmm. and you know, it starts from spring training. It starts even before spring training, during the off season. But we, spring training, you know, we get really into our routines. We get really into know what's best for us to get us ready for the game. Whether the game's at seven o'clock, whether the game's at ten thirty in the morning. So, yeah. you know, the trainers really are on us with what we got to do, or and the trainers know by now with us like what we need, and they help as much as they can. You know, so we got a really good staff behind us, and um, again, we got a great group of guys. And it seems like every team I've been with, I'm always. Enjoying the team and being with a
0: great group of guys to go out and win some baseball games. Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah, and that, and again, that's in in the minor leagues. It, it's it's gotten so much better, you know, with the the trainings and you know with the trainers and everything and with the coaching staffs, and they're just getting better and better. And it's great to see that they're you know keep keep getting it better because you guys, you know, that's how you guys develop your career and you're able to move up to the major leagues. So by having those good coaching and having the good you know, having good trainers and such to help you guys, you know, be able to keep your body at a good, you know, be, keep, be able to keep your body healthy and such throughout the season. So it's definitely a big plus and it's gotten better and better at coaching, man. It's, it's gotten really good. Um, my next question, this is kind of an interesting question. Obviously, a lot of people know in the minors, you guys wear a lot of cr- different jerseys and uniforms and such so I thought I ask, what are some of the craziest jerseys you've worn in the minors? Obviously, we've seen some crazy ones with like different theme nights and stuff. in your In your career, what have been some of the craziest uniforms you have had to wear in the minor leagues with the Phillies organization? Or really, has it all been kind of just like the normal, like an alternate and a home and such? Uh, what What are some of the craziest ones? Well, before I say the
1: craziest one, my favorite is definitely the Star Wars nights ones. No. Yes. Ready fighting Phils always have really cool jerseys for that. This year we had a bunch of stormtroopers on our jerseys with the Death Star behind it, which was really cool. Um, when I was in Clearwater, you were had a full stormtrooper uniform basically, which I thought was awesome. But some of the like craziest ones, like another ones I really enjoy, like was the Philly fanatic one. You know, you had the Philly fanatic's face on our chest, which is really cool. Um, Harry Potter ones are always really fun. Um, Fourth of July's are always really cool. Um, but the craziest one for me would definitely be the whoopie pie game for uh, yes. Reading, Pennsylvania. You know, it's the brown, like the dirt brown and the white, where you look literally like a whoopie pie. And I'm sure a lot of people don't know what whoopie pies are, but it's kind of like a cake with some cream in the middle and cake underneath sandwich. You know, it's really good. They have it at the Amish market in the Northeast area. But those jerseys, you know, the hats are, you have a whoopie pie on your hat and, it's just like an ugly brown and white, but it just looks cool all the same too, which I think is
0: awesome. Yeah, and yeah, it's getting crazier and crazier when it comes to just minor league teams and their what they wear and stuff. I remember, you know, it's just insane to think all the different ones that they wear throughout the year. It feels like they wear a new one each and every season, um, you know, or a new at least a. They it feels like they new they wear a new jersey even each and every week. It feels like um, you oh, know yeah. with like theme nights and, and stuff. Um,
1: And there's another, I forgot about this one, my first year of uh, pro baseball with the Phillies when I was in Loewe with the Lakewood Blue Claws, it was a Saturday, and they were calling it a Catterday, and we had a a, a collage of, we had a collage of cats on our jerseys, which was really cool, too. That's pretty awesome. It was was a really ugly jersey, but it was still really cool, too. It was funny, and a bunch Mm -hmm. of cats were at the stadium, which you never see.
0: Yeah, for sure, yeah, and... And that's what I love about minor league baseball. You know, they're trying to get, you know, the promotions out there. They're trying to, you know, trying to get kids to come to games and get families to come out to games. That's the entire point. You know, they want to try and get, it's a family atmosphere, and they're trying to include everybody into it. As we see, you know, nowadays we have, you know, gay pride nights and stuff, which I, I think it's good that they're trying to include everybody. We also have the Copa de la Diversión, which the Reading Fight and Phil is doing. I believe Lay Valley does it as well. Um, They do it, I think, as well when you get up to Lake Valley um, you know. So I think it's great to see that they're trying to get it into everybody. I know some of the craziest uniforms I've seen so far, you know, uh, one of them is the El Paso Chihuahuas had literally a Chihuahua on their jersey. That was one of the craziest ones yeah, I've ever awesome. seen um and then also i think the montgomery biscuits did like a thing where they literally dressed up as a biscuit that was pretty cool so i think it's great to see all the different ones i know for clearwater they do uh something called beach dogs night i think that's really cool i I actually enjoy them they're really nice i never i was never on the team for that
1: but i saw the pictures in the hat my biggest thing is getting all the hats, too. I think the hats are really cool, you know, so that's my for biggest sure. thing, and that's all the beach dogs along. I wish I could have been a part
0: of that. For sure. And do you guys get to keep the hats? So, like, is that one of the things at the end of the season? Are you guys allowed to keep the hats after the season?
1: Usually, yeah. It, uh, you know, uh, it depends on, like, the, what affiliate organization or mm-hmm. uh, whatever team it is, I guess. But, yeah, for uh once I got to Redding and Lehigh, you just kept everything, which is really cool, you know. That's really it's cool. a lot of memories. I'd really like to cherish and keep, so
0: it's a Yeah, great for experience. sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I thought last year was cool because, obviously, at the Florida State League, it was 100th year, and they had the 100th year patch. I thought that was really cool. That the, I was, that that was pretty, cool. That was awesome. I was hoping—I I, I was like, I wish I would have had one with the patch on it. I wish I would have bought, like, a patch or something to put on one of those hats because they were awesome, so— my next question and i guess this is actually my final question to you is what are your goals in 2020 obviously new year what are just some goals that you have you know for the season whether it's moving up levels or just statistic wise or what are just some goals for you
1: you know the final goal for every minor leaguer is make it to the big leagues so that's always going to be a goal at the top um for me, I'm going to keep uh, just keep doing what I'm doing, know what I can control, and like I said, throw out throw out the uncontrollable. You know, I just got to stay within myself to know I'm as good as everybody out there, and I'm just going to keep competing, hopefully win a spot in AAA this year, and just keep on grinding it out, you know? It's, for sure. Um, baseball is one of those sports where there's so many guys out there, you know, mm-hmm. and there's always someone there trying to do better than you, and you're always trying to take someone else's spot. Someone's trying to take your job, and it gets to the point where it's just one big competition in the minor leagues to so where getting to the big leagues is the final goal for everyone. And so for me, you know, I'm just going to keep on, stay within myself, keep doing what I'm doing, work as hard as I can, and take it as if each game is going to be my last game on the baseball field, as Sean says.
0: Yeah, for sure, yeah. And, and you know, just kind of – and honestly, I think it's, it's kind of nice, you know, just kind of keep working and keep getting to where you want to be. Obviously, for you, it will be the major leagues, you know, just keep working on what you need to do. Um and and again, it's gonna be interesting to see this year with you know no more September call ups. How quick you know, minor leaguers are gonna go up into the major leagues and how quick they perf- you know how good they perform early on in the season because that's gonna be definitely a big thing. The that's gonna be definitely a big change. You know, it's a full month that minor leaguers can't get brought up to the major leagues. So it's definitely gonna be interesting to see to you know how minor leaguers how quick they you know really start i guess getting off hot and you know trying to get up to the major leagues as quick as possible so then they you know don't have to miss out on being called up this season so and i hope you get called up man i really do because you're honestly one of my favorite pitchers in the phillies organization so i I hope you do well this year my friend and uh it was great having you on jeff again thank you for joining me um and i hope you have a great 2020 season with which whatever team you start on i'm hoping it's triple a and uh you have a great season, my friend, and it was nice talking to you today.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. You know, I am uh, really, I was really excited, so I really appreciate sure. it. And everything you said, I really appreciate. So thank you. Appreciate being on
0: here. For sure, man. And uh, good luck again this season. Have a good one. Thank you, you too. All righty, guys. That is it for this episode. Again, thank you, Jeff, for joining me today. Really cool guy in the Phillies organization as – it was we were trying to figure out when to schedule this, so it was kind of a you know, bit of things we had to figure out and we finally got it on. Very excited. He's an awesome dude. Um I actually do really like him. He's a good pitcher, um, in the Phillies organization. I, I do think highly of him. And it's crazy to think, man, that, you know, he, he was at a his dad's car car dealership and you know, made it all the way up to AAA in a matter of five years. I mean, that's almost in, 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 insane to me. But it's so crazy. But it's so such a good story to hear, you know. It's such a nice, good-feel story, you know, with him making it to the majors and such. So, you know, good for him, man. Good for him. Um, he deserves it, you know. Uh, that, that's an incredible, incredible thing. And and not only that, he you know, he made it into the Florida State League All-Star Game, the postseason uh, team and the regular season team so i mean you know it's great what he's done so far in his last couple of years and uh you know only better things could come from now on so um anyways guys that is it for this episode pretty much we would like to thank our sponsors for this episode pick drafts dfs go use our discount code and save 25 off on all our contests that we do um so go save 25 off at pick drafts Dot com or pick Drafts DFS on Instagram and go save 25% off using discount code FSLBB19 in checkout. And then go check out OfficialsDepot.com, the official sponsor of the Florida State League Radio Network. And you could save 15% off at checkout for all their umpiring and referee gear, as you can use discount code FSLNetwork and save 15% off at checkout. So. Uh, Thank you, Grayson Rogers and Sam Tenez, on allowing me to use your music in our intros. Um, Sam, congratulations on a new baby uh, in the family. So congratulations to you um, and your wife on having a baby boy. So congratulations for you and your family. Um, Upcoming... I don't really have much. I do have some interviews coming up. Alejandro Riccena is going to be coming on here soon. Johan Kizada will come on. Um, I got to think who else. I have a lot of guys I'm getting on. Jeez, I am like packed this week. Um, but I'm excited, man. Keep it rolling. As we're heading into spring training, I've already got my schedule. I'm actually going to tell you guys I have three schedule, like three things scheduled for the season at least for spring training, I did write it down. So here is the things that I have scheduled, um, and then there's three of them that I don't know yet about, but I'm – well, two of them I know I'm going to go. It's just when, and then one of them I don't have any idea. So the dates that I know I'm going to confirm right now are the Phillies camp. I'm going to go on February 17th. All the pitchers and catchers will be there. Position players will report. Maybe I'll get to see some of the guys there. I know their first full workout is the next day, so I might get lucky and be able to see the guys there coming in. I don't know how that's all going to work out, um, but I will get to see pitchers and catchers, so I will probably get some interviews on. I'm pretty excited for that day, February 17th. I'll be at Phillies camp. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go to a game yet. I doubt it, but um, which stinks because I want to see Harper this season. Um Blue Jays, I will be at a Blue Jays game on February 26th when they play the Detroit Tigers. Um, I found some tickets that were relatively cheap, so I'm like, all right, I'll go to them. And they play the Detroit Tigers that day, so I'll be at that game. Um, and then I'll actually be at another Tigers game. I'll be at two Tigers games just because one of them I'm going to go. It's on a Saturday, or I think a Sunday, one of them. Um, it's March 14th, and they play the Washington Nationals in Detroit or not in Detroit in um what is it hell called Lakeland. We just talked about it too. Uh, at Publix Field at Joker Marchant Stadium. So I will be at that game against the defending champs. Uh Rays and Braves, I will be at two games. Uh I'll be at a Rays game and a Braves game. I won't be at two for each, but I'll be at one per each. So I'll be at the new ballpark for the Braves and I'll be at the Rays stadium uh, I will try and get out to Red Sox camp at some point this season and Pirates and Yankees uh, camp I want to go to one of those camps. I might go to Yankees camp but I don't know it, a lot of their schedule doesn't work out with the way my schedule works out so it's one of those things where I I might go but I might not go I, I doubt it but we'll see what happens. So so far the ones that are confirmed Philly's camp is for sure. I'm going no matter what it's free obviously so I don't care. Blue Jays camp, I think I'm going to go to that Blue Jays game. want to see the new stadium, the renovations that they've done. It looks really, really nice from what I've seen so far. And with Tigers camp, that might be a yes. It might be a no. That's not for sure yet, but I really would like to go to that game. I just kind of wrote that down for the Rays and Braves. I'm not sure. I kind of have an idea, though. I think the Nationals come and play the Rays one of the days, and I want to go see the Braves, and it's a Saturday 6 o'clock game. Um, and then the Red Sox, obviously... Um, you know they're, they're another team that I might go see. I'm just not sure when. Um, so, yeah, I'll be at those games. Those are pretty much what I'll be at for spring training. For the regular season, all I know is really week one. Um, I'm going to be at Clearwater uh, for opening night because that's the only team that's opening night that's I can really get out to that day. And then I will be in... Tampa, or not Tampa, Dunedin, that weekend for their opening night. They're going to have, like, a concert and everything and giveaways, so I'm excited to do that. So lots of stuff upcoming on the podcast. I'm very excited to be back again. Uh, Thank you again to Jeff Singer for coming on the show. Uh, So, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Peace out. See you guys in our next podcast episode.